Live from Beit Shemesh and broadcasted around the world, you are listening to the From Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Nahum Kligman. Interviews and advice from Jewish entrepreneurs from around the world. Listen, learn, be Masliach. Welcome to episode 19 of the From Entrepreneur I am so excited to have you guys on board. First of all, I want to start off by just thanking each and every one of my listeners. You guys are awesome. It's uh, been fantastic watching every episode that you know we produce, getting it out there, seeing uh, more and more listeners from around the world. While the large majority of our listeners are from the U.S. and then secondary in Israel, a special shout out to our uh, listeners in the U.K., in Australia, in Paris, we actually have uh, listeners in you know almost all over the world, Canada, and I appreciate you guys taking your precious time and sharing with me and uh, listening to our conversations. You know, I, I started this podcast back in March, and it's really been one of the most fun things I've ever done as an entrepreneur. I love listening to other entrepreneurs. I love learning from them, and I love sharing this knowledge with other from people, and you know, trying to build a community around entrepreneurship and learning from each other and helping each other. And uh, there'll be more products and stuff coming out in the near future that I'll I'll share with you guys. But at this point, I just wanted to say again, thank you for uh, listening and thank you for participating and thank you for sharing the message. If you love this podcast, I just do want to ask a couple of favors. One, if you can, uh, if you're on iTunes, if you could rate this podcast, it really helps me out. It helps uh, get higher ratings and then more people will end up seeing it and listening to it. So if you're enjoying it, please rate it. Uh, and also if you could share it with your friends, if you enjoyed an episode and you think you have a friend that would uh, enjoy listening to it as well, please feel free to share these episodes uh, with your family or friends or entrepreneurs or business people in your community, people that you think that uh, would appreciate the content. Uh, we're just getting started with the From Entrepreneur. We have a nice lineup of entrepreneurs that have agreed to come on the show Obviously, with the Chagim coming up, it's going to be a bit of a challenge to get everybody in. But, you know, it's been the, the enthusiasm amongst entrepreneurs and amongst business people has been fantastic. If there's a specific uh, entrepreneur you would like uh, me to interview, you know, please definitely reach out. You can just send an email to nachum at fromentrepreneur.com and, uh, you know, we'll try to, uh, you know, I'm always available to answer questions. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll answer some questions on a future podcast episode. Uh, but if there's uh, any comments, you know, definitely send me an email. If you want to hear somebody, send me an email. And, uh, you know, I want to uh, make this enjoyable and fantastic for everybody. So today's episode, it's going to be all about fear. You know, fear is really what holds most people back from becoming an entrepreneur. And I want to go through a bunch of the different fears that people have because really becoming an entrepreneur, if you, if you listen to our uh, previous podcasts, you'll see that one of the most uh, common traits that people I've interviewed have is that they got over their fear, that they were not afraid to launch uh, and to do something and to take steps, to take action, right? It was uh, the great Wayne Gretzky who said that you miss 100% of the shots you never take. And that is so true. Uh, we can't let our fears hold us back. And I think that's one of the, you know, key components of a, of an entrepreneur and is that they have an idea and they're not afraid to move forward with it. So we're going to go through some of those fears. Uh, maybe we'll talk about some stories. First, let me ask you a question. Which man was wealthier than Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Mark Zuckerberg, Larry Page, Sergey Brin, and Jeff Bezos combined? I'll give you a second to answer that or Google it, but I'll just give the answer. The guy's name was Andrew Carnegie, who I'm sure you've all heard about. He had a hall 
I'm just kidding. That's probably you know, just named after him. But Andrew Carnegie was a, a steel magnate and, in, in, you know, one of the wealthiest entrepreneurs. I think he was the second wealthiest uh, American of all time. And he was, uh, you know, obviously he has, uh, you know, people uh, learn from him and, and, and learn from his lessons still to this day. One of the things that he was known for was called flashes of lightning. And what is flashes of lightning? Basically, when Carnegie was hired for his first job, and he was being interviewed for his job. The interviewee asked him, okay, when can you start? And his answer was, I can start right now. Now, most people, you know, depending on when you're hired, depending on when you're asked, you may say, well, I have, you know, uh, an event planned already because I wasn't working or I have, you know, I, I, I have vacation coming up with my family. I can't take off. I could start, you know, in two weeks. How does that sound? You know, try to get that last hurrah in, you know, if you know you're going to be starting a new job somewhere, you're going to, you know, want to try to, you know, put your affairs in order or maybe have a good time first before you, you start this new job. And he says, don't do it. He said, that would be such a mistake. When he was offered his first job, he said, I can start right now. And he started right then. He said his feelings were that, you know, if you have an opportunity, if you have that flash of lightning, jump on it because you never know when an opportunity is going to come again. And you never know if you're going to lose it. You know, if he would have said, you know, I could start in a week or so, you know, there could have been someone else that could have come in after him or someone who works in the company that has a nephew that needs that same job. And it was not guaranteed. But once you have that opportunity, you seize it and you move forward with it. He says that is, you know, grabbing that flash of lightning. And then many times throughout his uh, business career, you know, of course you have to. He says, you know, you definitely have to uh, look into uh, situations and he says, but be very, very careful in not overstudying, right? If you overstudy, if you overlook, you know, if overthink, right? And you're thinking, you're thinking, you're spending 10 hours, 20 hours, and you're going back and forth. He says, don't overthink. Learn to trust your gut. Learn to make a decision and learn to grab an opportunity or someone else can grab that opportunity out from under you. So when you have an opportunity, when, you have an, when you're an entrepreneur, you have an idea for a business, you know, take that flash of lightning, take that opportunity and make it happen. Now, let's talk about some of the fears because uh, I think that's very important. And I think that is really what holds most people back from. And so we're going to talk about what I think the main fear, if I had to like categorize what is the main fear and then what are the subcategories, I think the main fear that people have, and I think it's true with all walks of life, is fear of the unknown, right? People fear what they don't understand. People fear what they don't know. And that is a common fear throughout life, Right. People are afraid to leave their comfort zone. And if you're not going to be able to leave your comfort zone, you're not going to be able to become a successful entrepreneur. You're not going to be able to open up your own business because it's very easy to go to your nine to five job, get paid by your boss, collect your paycheck every month and, uh, you know, create your schedule. And, you know, you don't like new things and, you know, and uh, people throwing you off or situations. And, you know, if you want to become an entrepreneur, if you want to run your own business, things are going to happen. You know, there is no nine to five. There is no punching in the clock and punching out. You're on call 24-6, right? So there is, you know, you have to be able to get out of your comfort zone, realize that, you know, not everything is going to work out the way you want it to. And it's not going to be a repetitive uh, week after week, you know, same job, same deal, same thing. Now, if you could look into the future and see how things would work out, right, then it would remove that fear. Like if you were able to see and know that, you know, three years down the line, you're going to be successful. Well, then you're not going to hold back and you're going to jump right in because you, you'll be able to see that. But I have a little secret for you. That is not how life works, right? Nothing was ever done 
in this world based on knowledge of what the future will bring. Everything you do is always a risk, right? The school you send your kids to, the uh, vacation you go on, the job that you're starting, you know, the, anything that you do, you don't know how it's going to be. You don't know how it's going to play out. You don't know what kind of shkacha you're going to have. Obviously, that's why, you know, as from Jews, you know, uh, having a muna and putting your best foot forward is always the most important thing. And, uh, you know, I, I often say that, you know, if it wasn't for a muna, I, I don't understand how people could live without a muna. If you don't have a muna, how do you get through the tough times? How do you get through, you understand, that, you know, everybody has their pekala, as they say. How do you get through those uh, rough pekalas? You know, how do you get through those rough times? And, you know, Baruch Hashem, we have that muna, we have that knowledge, knowing that everything is from Hashem. So if we know that everything is from Hashem, then we shouldn't fear the unknown, right? We fear Hashem, and we should be taken care of by putting in our proper this. And uh, let's discuss a few more of those fears. So fear of failure is a big one. I think that's the number one thing, uh, the number one subcategory, I should say, is fear of failure, right? People are so worried about what other people will think that they won't take the risks wondering what people will say about them if they fail, right? You ever come across that? You're like, you feel like, hey, I want to do this, but hey, what happens if I fail? What people say in shul? You know, what will the hanhala of my, my kids' schools think? What will my parents think? What will my friends and, and, and relatives think, right? So people rather would, you know, not take that risk than to fail. Well, I'll tell you that there are actually venture capitalist firms uh, out there that won't invest in a first-time entrepreneur. They want to invest in somebody that has failed before. Because once you've failed at something, you know how to, you know, you've, it's an incredible lesson. You've learned from your mistakes. And the chances are, you know, the next time you'll have a greater chance at succeeding. Someone who has never failed, you know, doesn't know, you know, hasn't learned the lessons and could be too flighty, could be too much of um, flaky maybe, you know, but when you fail at something, you're definitely more grounded. You're going to take your next venture more serious and you're going to have more experience. And so there are VCs out there that won't even invest in somebody unless you failed. And if you want to talk about, you know, people that have failed, we could talk, you know, there's been uh, a lot of them, famous people. We could talk about Steven Spielberg, who was rejected from film school three times, right? You could talk about the uh, famous author, Stephen King. His first book, Carrie, was rejected 30 times from publishing companies. Michael Jordan, he was cut from his high school basketball team. Even uh, Stephen Jobs, the famous Stephen Jobs we know from Apple, he was, you know, he was removed from the company that he started. He was removed from Apple, you know, before coming back later and, and turning it into the largest company in the world. Who else did I heard? The comedian uh, Jerry Seinfeld, right? Jerry Seinfeld, the first time he ever went up on stage, he got booed off of the stage, right? And, um, so, you know, failing is not something to be ashamed of. Failing is not something to be looked down upon. And if you see somebody failed, you know, I look at someone that, that had a failed business and I'm like, you know, good for them. You know, I feel bad for them that they went through it. But you know what? I admire them and I respect them because they got out of their comfort zone. They tried to make a change in the world. They tried to do something that was different and, and to go out there. And to me, that's a very admirable trait. Uh let me just see if there's, yeah, Walt Disney uh, was also, uh, people made fun of him when he showed him his little mouse, a guy named uh, Mickey. People laughed at him and said, you know, that'll never work. Who's going to want to watch a little mouse? And so, you know, failing, I think also, I mean, Thomas Edison, Albert Einstein, you go through the greatest names in business and in anything. And it's very rare that you'll find somebody that hasn't failed uh, many times before becoming success. Now, of course, you only hear about the successes. 
because right? that's what people like to celebrate. That's what people like to talk about. But you don't know, you don't always hear the uh, story behind the story or what led up to that success. Okay, so let's uh, another fear. Let's say uh, which is could be a little bit similar is fear of ridicule. Right, people are afraid of being laughed at. People are afraid of people, you know, pointing and looking at them and saying, you know, ha ha, you know, you know, what do you think you're doing? You think you're such a hotshot. You think you're such a a macher. You're gonna go out and make some money. You know, people don't want to be exposed to that. People are told that they're crazy. That how can you do it? You're not gonna be successful. Who are you to think that you could run or start a, a business? And truth is, I think it's one of the most saddest things that we may have in our community. Or you know, Baruch Hashem, actually, we should, I shouldn't even say that. You know, it could be the large majority of people don't look at entrepreneurs like that. But if you have an entrepreneur, whether it's a relative, a friend, or somebody you don't know, you should encourage that person. You should, you know, admire that person. You should help that person. See, you can lend a hand. When an entrepreneur in our community is successful, it brings success to the whole community, right? It brings more money into the, the uh, most those in, the, uh, in that community. It creates more jobs, probably, for people in the community, and uh, it's definitely, you know, and, and then that entrepreneur, when he's successful, he may help others become more successful and give advice to other people in the community. I think a lot of people may be jealous of entrepreneurs, right? Because, you know, most people, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Starting a business is not for everybody. And I think there are a lot more people that want to start a business but won't because of these fears or other reasons. Uh, and so when someone else does try to do it and they're able to take that leap they tend to look down at them or be jealous about them because they feel, hey, you know, why can he do it and I can't do it? And because I can't do it, that means he also can't do it. Well, I think that's the wrong attitude. I think we need to be very supportive. And first of all, I think you could do it. You know, I think anybody could really start a business or start a company with the proper uh, due diligence and proper, you know, product or idea, you know, but the lifestyle may not be for everybody and the risk taking is not for everybody. But if you have an idea you know, instead of looking down at others, you know, look up at them, learn from them, try to partner with them, try to help them. And you may be inspired yourself to, you know, move out of your comfort zone and to go out and to start a new business. So first of all, obviously, besides the fact that it's us to make fun of people and to laugh at them and to put them down, you know, it's a huge mitzvah on the other end to inspire and to, you know, bring joy and to pump up. Now, obviously, if you see an entrepreneur who's making a mistake and you feel they're making a mistake, obviously, you know, when it's comfort to us and, and you want to help that person, you know, obviously it's a great thing. It's a great mitzvah to, to sit down with them and not out of ridicule, but out of, you know, honestly wanting to help the person, you know, definitely step up to the plate. I think, you know, that is most welcome by, uh, by most entrepreneurs. Uh, but just the laughing at or pointing at or, you know, people putting down other people, I think that's just uh, wrong. And uh, we need to be more supportive of our entrepreneurs. Another fear that people have is fear of rejection, right? Nobody likes to be rejected, but as an entrepreneur, you have to learn to not take rejection personally, right? Rejection is a part of life. You know, some things are just not meant to be, just like shidduchim, right? You can, some people could go out and 10, 20, 30 shidduchim and get rejected 10, 20, 30 times before they find their proper zivig, right? And of course, you know, anytime that your person's rejected, it hurts, you know, it is a little painful. But if you realize that it was just not for the best, you know, I can't tell you how many times I'm sure other business people out there that, you know, they thought they had the greatest opportunity. They thought they had, the, I, I had a, I had a guy who wanted to invest uh, in one of my companies and he was, and it got to the stage, we went to the lawyers and we made an agreement and he was ready to wire the money. And then at the last second, he backed out. Now, what he didn't know was that I was also negotiating with another investor that wanted to put money in. 
And I turned them down because I had agreed to his deal. And so at the time, I felt, you know, I felt terrible. I, you know, it was very painful. I was like, oh, my gosh, not only did I lose this guy who was giving me a great deal and I thought, you know, I was finally going to be able to launch my company and, you know, take it to the next level. But this, uh, but I turned down the other investors, you know, because I thought this was a done deal. And so, you know, Baruch Hashem, looking at it now, uh, this investor that uh, at the last minute broke out of our deal, broke out of our agreement, it ended up being a tremendous bracha because uh, he ended up, you know, I, I've heard from other people that um, he was not as successful himself as he thought he was and that he didn't really play things straight. And it would have been a nightmare investor for my company. So even though at the time it hurt, obviously everything is from Shemayim and just some things are not meant to be. Uh, and, you know, we just have to take these type of rejections and just look at them in the positive. Right? You have to think about yourself. You know, uh, it's just impossible to get a yes from everybody. Can you imagine yourself if you said yes to every time somebody came to you for something? Every person that came to you for asking for tzedakah, can you say yes to? Every person that, you know, asks you and wants to sell you something, do you say yes to? It's just impossible. It's just it's not how, how the way things work. There could be a hundred reasons why someone says no to you. And it's not personal, right? You have to learn how to take rejection as a numbers game, as something that is just part of your style and trying to build something, right? And that, that you know, and, and you're going to be rejected. You're going to be rejected a lot by investors. You're going to be rejected a lot by potential partners or especially by customers, right? There are going to be some people that are just going to say no to you. And uh, I think that that's not uh, a negative thing because, first of all, you want to find, when it comes especially with customers, you want to find your customer base of people that are going to love your product and become a fan of your product. And if you have to convince somebody and twist their arm, you know, even if they, you know, say no at first and then they say yes, but that's not the type of customer you're going to want to have. So when someone says no to you, when a customer says no to you, you should be happy because that's not the customer you want to work with. That's not the customer that's going to help you build your brand and help uh, promote your products. Right. So you have to look at it like that. And when, so, when someone says no, it's just, uh, you, you know, you may have less customers, but the customers you do have will be the, the tribe and the customers that you want to have. Right. So. I'll give you some just a bit of advice that that uh, that has worked for me, uh, both when I was doing sales and when I was going after investments. And that is whenever I went to before I made a sales call, before I went into a meeting, before I went to an investor pitch, I always said the same thing. I always took a minute or two and talked to Hashem, and I said, "Rebbeinu I said, "You know, I'm about to go into this meeting." I said, "Please put the right words into my mouth." If this business deal will not be good for me, then please don't let it work, even though I may want it to work. And if it is good for me, please let it happen and please let the process be simple. And I, I took myself out of it and I put it into the hands of Hashem. And all we could do is we could make the meeting, we could go after it, and we could try our, our best to impress. We could try to you know, sh- show our product in the best light possible. But not everything that we do, not but success in, in that meeting, success in that sale is really in the hands of Hashem. And when we put it in Hashem's hands, it's a lot easier to handle, A, when there's, uh, than when there is rejection, and B, when we are successful, it's very important to remember that our success is not about us, that the success does come from Hashem. And uh, that's another thing that really, maybe it's a topic for, for another podcast, but I think that is something important that people should realize that our success is not in our hands. So when someone's successful, and uh, we should all be successful, but uh, remember to put that success and that thanks into a Kaddish Baruch Hu's hand, and it's not our own hand that made us successful, but it is Hashem. Another uh, fear that people have is fear that you lack the experience or expertise or education to succeed. 
Richard Branson uh, once said that the best way of learning about anything is by doing. Uh, I'm a big believer in that. I think that by taking action, by going after and starting something is the best way to learn about it. Experience is the best teacher and the best way to learn something. And, uh, you know, I think that's with uh, everything in life. If you, you could read about business and you could, you know, take a course on business and, you know, go to get your MBA, but until you're out there in the field, until you're actually doing, right, it's a world of difference. And, you know, so you know, when it comes to education, even formal education, you know, it can be a waste of time for a lot of people. In one of my previous episodes, uh, I think it was with Mayor Goodman, that he, that he said that he felt college was a waste of time, a complete waste of time. And uh, I think for a lot of people that has been the way. And if you look about uh, formal education and you do a search on, you know, is, you know, what's better uh, working or, or going to college or is college as important as it once was, you'll see that there's a lot of material written about this uh, today because, you know, going to university is not necessarily mean you're going to be more successful than someone who hasn't. Uh, if we could go through some of the names of some of the famous entrepreneurs out there that dropped out of university, I think you may be surprised. I mean, we have Michael Dell. Yid and uh, founder of uh, Dell Computers. Steve Jobs also left college. Uh, Bill Gates from Microsoft, heard of him, you know, the uh, wealthiest person in the world today. He dropped out of college. Evan Williams, the uh, co-founder of Twitter. Mark Zuckerberg, he runs a little website called Facebook that he dropped out of college. Larry Ellison, another Yid, uh, who is the founder of Oracle, he dropped out of college. And it's not just um, uh, entrepreneurs and business people, but even presidents of the United States. Did you know that Abraham Lincoln never went to college? There is actually someone, one of the uh, Republicans running for, for president today, Scott Walker. He dropped out of college right? and he's running for president. And so but there, are, there are actually a few, uh, a few uh, presidents that uh, didn't go to university. Whereas, um, let me see who else. Abraham Lincoln didn't. Well, George Washington took a course but, or something, but he didn't uh, graduate college. Uh, Andrew Jackson, Zachary Taylor, Andrew Johnson, Grover Cleveland. Uh, those are uh, other presidents that uh, did not graduate from college. So college and university, and, and you also have heard about a lot of lawyers that, you know, have degrees that, you know, that are on the fence, you know, that are not able to get jobs coming out of college anymore. Now, obviously, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, if you have a specific um, occupation, you know, you're not going to become a doctor without going to college. It's just that simple. Uh, unless you're the rom-bomb, right? But if you're a business person and, you know, is it better to spend $100,000 in four years of your life going to uh, college to get an MBA or is it better to uh, just go out into the world and start something and learn from doing? And I'm not saying that education is bad. I think it is very important to be educated. I just think wasting the money, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on it and spending, you know, years of your life doing it, I think is a waste today. If you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be successful, there's tons of online courses that you can take. Uh, there are podcasts like this that you could listen to. There are books that have been written on every aspect of entrepreneurship that you're definitely going to want to learn. And I think learning from other people and learning from yourself and going to events are great ways of learning that would be a lot less expensive and really hammers in the points because the world today is changing at such a fast pace that could be that what, by the time you graduate, what you learned in freshman year can be worth you can be you know worth nothing at, you know by the time you graduate, you get into the real world, right? Things are moving so fast. The new um, technologies, the new opportunities, you know, things are happening all the time at a, at a quick pace. 
that not necessarily what worked before in education is going to work today. So you got always got to be educated. You know, I, I definitely am an advocate of uh, reading uh, great business books and marketing books and learning from other people. I think it's definitely important, but for former education, it's not what it once was. And let's go on to another fear. You could have a fear of not being good enough, right? You may think like, who am I to start a business? You know, who says my idea is good enough? So first of all, when you have an idea, it could be true. It could be true that your idea is not good enough. But if you do the proper research and, you know, you speak to consultants and you speak to friends and you speak to potential customers and you do your research, right, then don't, then that will remove that fear, right? You know, not every idea is worth doing, but every idea is worth looking into. And so uh, if you do your work, if you do your style list and you, and you, and you, you know, research um, potential customers and you uh, speak to consultants, you speak to friends or people in the field and your people are saying, yeah, it's a good idea, it's a good idea, it's a good idea, then don't worry, don't have fear of it not being a good idea. And as yourself of being an entrepreneur, listen, it's never too late to start a business, never too late to start a company. And you shouldn't have, you know, if you need to be pumped up about yourself, you know, there's, there's definitely uh, books out there that, that can help you. But, you know, every person was given skills by Hashem. Everybody has a brain. Everybody has certain talents. Now, again, entrepreneurship is not for everybody and not everybody is meant to do it. But if you have an idea and you want to go and do it, don't think that you don't have the skills and tools that you have to be a successful entrepreneur because the chances are that you have those skills and you have that and you have ideas and, and, and they may improve, right? Let's take, you know, public speaking for an example. You know, people say, I can never public speak. It's the worst thing. It's, hard. it's you know, it's, it's a very scary thing to, to speak publicly. And, and that, that could be true. But, said, but the more you do it, the less scared it is. If you listen to my podcasts, you know, then the first podcast I was doing, I was, I was a lot more nervous. Now I've gotten a lot more comfortable on the microphone just because I've been doing it a lot more. And I, so I have more confidence in myself. I have more confidence in my interviews and being able to, you know, do a, a podcast like this episode, right? But that, you know, if fear held me back from ever getting started, I would never have done this. I would never have done any of, of the business I've started, right? So, you know, I think that you should not have a fear of not being good enough. I think if you have the drive, if you have the passion, if you have the right idea, then you're good enough to do it. Now we'll talk about, uh, you know, there's actually, there's, there's a bunch more fears, but I don't want to take too much longer on this particular episode, but let's take a, uh, a common fear that someone has. And it's not, it's a different type of fear. It's a fear of someone taking your idea. And, you know, that happens a lot where people say, I have this idea, I have this great idea, but I don't want to tell anybody. And, you know, people that ask me to sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, you know, I pretty much laugh at them because there's no way, you know, I, I can sign an NDA when people come to me literally every week or so with an idea. Uh, I shouldn't say every week, but definitely, you know, a few times a month and sometimes multiple times a week, people come to me with an idea. And, you know, what do you think about it? So I can't sign an NDA because I'm in the business of helping people take their ideas and, and start them and launch their businesses. But so people, but people are so worried about someone's going to steal their idea that they won't tell anybody about it and they won't get the help that they need. And that to me is a huge mistake because, you know, if just because someone hears your idea, so you think that that person is now going to stop what they're doing, quit their job or quit their other companies or, you know, stop being an investor because now they have this idea and they're going to go out and make millions. You know, I, I, you know, I'm a big proponent of having a good idea and I think ideas are momish a gift from Hashem. But there is something to say about execution and executing on the idea and the amount of passion that you need and the amount of effort you need in order to take an idea from the idea stage to launch and then to success, you know, 
is a lot more difficult than just someone to do. Like, you know, not everybody can take your idea and run with it. And if you're too nervous about somebody doing it, I, I think it's a big mistake. I'll tell you, there was a couple of, I guess about a year ago or so, a person came into my office and he had a fantastic idea. And I thought it was great, but he was a little bit on the older side and he had this idea for 10 years and he had it patented actually uh, like five years ago. And he was so scared about anybody hearing about his idea and taking it that he just couldn't move forward. I offered him a fantastic idea. I told him I wouldn't take any money from him for consulting. I would just take a piece of the pie because he was already, you know, I, I think he was in his 60s and really all he wanted to do was sit and learn. But he had this idea and he, he needed the money. But he's been sitting on the idea for almost 10 years at that point. And it's a chaval because he just couldn't share that information. First of all, it took a lot, it's, you know, it took a lot of back and forth with him, that, you know, and, and him looking into me and studying me and finding out about me before he would even share the idea with me because he was afraid that I would take the idea and run with it. And, uh, but once he trusted me, then, but okay, but well, now let's talk to designers. Let's talk to potential investors. Well, no, I don't know who it is. Anyway, he just couldn't let go. And actually another aspect of it along the same lines was that he didn't want to, and that's actually probably a subject for another podcast as well, is that he didn't want to give up enough equity in the company to get it going. He'd rather own 100% of nothing than 50% of something. And that was also a big mistake. And it's a big mistake that people make. Uh, and I've seen it time and time again where, you know, they don't want to give up the equity that they need in order to become successful. And it is very important to realize that even a small piece of something successful is worth a lot more than something large that doesn't go anywhere. So if you want to be successful, you're going to need other players. You're going to need help and you need to inspire and, and give people, you know, an upsell, especially if you want good people on board in order to help make it successful. And if you're not willing to do that, yeah, you may be stuck with 70% of your company, but, um, you know, you're never going to get anywhere with it or you're not going to get the people on board that you need to help make it successful. And, but again, that's probably the uh, a topic for um, another podcast episode. Anyway, that was some of the fears. Don't be fearful. The only thing we really need to fear is Hashem. And that's the truth. And, and the more that we realize, the more that we fear Hashem and the more that we play by Hashem's rules, the less we have to fear about everything else, right? You follow Hashem's rules, you follow the Torah, and you put in your best ashtadlis possible, then all these other fears should go away, right? And um, I think that's that's an important lesson for everybody in, in every stage of life, that realizing that really the only thing we should fear is a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And obviously, you know, we have to fear our parents, it's a halacha, and, you know, what type of fear are we talking about? But when it comes to uh, all these other fears we just talked about, Get rid of them, throw them away, bundle them up, and take action. Take that step. Don't be the person that looks back and say, oh, why didn't I start that company when I could have? Why didn't I seize the moment? Why didn't I take that, that lightning bolt and, and run with it? And, uh, you know, these ideas, when you get a good idea, it is a gift from Hashem. And they have to say, why did Hashem give me that good idea? So move forward. Be inspired. Be mitzliach. Wishing you all a lot, a lot of success. And uh, thank you again for listening. And please help share this podcast with others and wishing you guys all nothing but bracha. Thank you for listening to the From Entrepreneur Podcast with Nahum Kligman. We hope you learned something valuable and will share this with your friends. For show notes, archives of previous episodes, and more information to help you start and grow your business, please visit our website, www.fromentrepreneur.com. Listen, learn, be Masliach.